Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Seven Generations Black on CTN Media, where we're changing the narrative and we're doing it with you. You know what time it is. Share this out on your network right now. Let's create engagement. Let's get this party started the right way. I need you to press thumbs up, making sure you go ahead and ring that bell. Keep supporting independent media. Go ahead and drop this off of somebody's DM because we're doing it for the culture. Again, welcome to Seven Generations Black on CTN Media. Seven Generations Black podcast is powered to equip and inform you, clear your lens, and present you with a new perspective. With my amazing panel, Theo E.J. Wilson, H. Soul, he's riding on the block, Lethal, Jace Johnson, and I'm your host, Shay J. We are Seven Generations Black. Again, before we get going, we need you to share this out and make sure we are having engagement. I see one of our panelists dropped out, but he'll be right back in. We're in seven, season three of Seven Generations, so if you haven't checked out any of our episodes, I don't know what you're waiting for. We're in season four. I lied. That's, this is how fast the seasons are moving. Season four, we're still going through the same bullshit in the USA. So go ahead, do me a favor. Go on over to YouTube and subscribe to CTN Media and keep on challenging this narrative with us. Today's topic is, you know, it's time. It is time to talk about Black History Month. It's not just a month, it's more than a month. And we're gonna get into it today. It's starting to wind down. We're still celebrating and we're celebrating our excellence. We're celebrating where we come from. We're celebrating our ancestors. We're celebrating the people that are making history right now. But we also have to be real about where do we stand in this fight in the United States? So we're gonna get into this Real unbox conversation, unbox conversation. But you know what I have to do? Hit you with the red pill alert. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. This is your opportunity to stop listening and tune out now. Well, if you do, the story ends and you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. However, you take this seven generations red pill. You stay here with us in a liberatory discussion and we show you just how deep the rabbit hole goes. Now, of course, the choice, as always, is yours. Welcome again to Seven Generations Black. For those of you who don't know about my panel that take over Tuesdays every week with their dope perspective, let me introduce you again. The guy from Shop Top Live, the one and only Theo E.J. Wilson. My guy who's the Honorable Protector Initiative with the Black History Matters 365, Mr. Lethal. You know, the Righteous Rage Institute, always, always on the road, hitting the block, holding it down for us on the streets, H-So. And my girl who's going to tell you how to manifest that shit, but you have to go to shopbbi.com to manifest that shit. Get with her, the Black Business Initiative's very own CVO, Jice Johnson. What's up, crew? What's up, Shay? What's up? Oh, I was like, hello, what's up? No? Yeah, all right, great. Those of you tuning in, go ahead and share this out again. Drop it in someone's DM. We're about to have this discussion. Who it is Black History Month. Now, we know we celebrate Black History 365 days a year because we are Black 24-7, and our history doesn't just matter in one month. In fact, one month is not enough to contain, to express, to celebrate, to uplift, to even magnify the real impact we've had on America. But... As we're highlighting Black History Month, we have to have the, liber the liberated conversation and talk about what fight we're fighting against to stay in the United States and what this really looks like. So I'm gonna kick it off with my girl, Jice Johnson. First, Jice, you know, I was just in a conversation. I said on the uh, MSU, 
one of the colleges was having a conversation. That was one of the key things they talked about with it being Black History Month. How did I feel as a Black woman um, that there was a month dedicated to us? And you know, we have people right now that are fighting Black History Month saying, take it out of the schools, put it back in, make it longer, make it a part of American history. There's so many components to this argument, to this fight. What do you say as far as Black History Month? Are you celebrating it? Are you not? Do you want it to remain in the schools? Do they not do it right? What are your thoughts on what this means when we say Black History Month? Mm. Yeah, I, I wish I had some time to really think about how I actually felt about that. You know, first of all, I don't celebrate a lot of holidays. Let me start with that. You don't, I don't celebrate a lot of holidays at all. Um, so y'all won't catch me on hardly any holiday talking about nothing. Um, but I think in general, you know, um, no, I don't, I definitely don't think they celebrate it right. Um, in, in that sense. I mean, we talk about the same people over and over again, and I see, you know, some things where we try to dig into and talk about the excellence, but I think part of black history, you know, is, is um, first of all, I do think black history is American history. We've literally, literally built this country. It's been built off of our backs several times. Um, so it is American history. It's it's completely and utterly intertwined with every aspect of American history, pretty much that you can think of. And so I don't feel like it needs to be separated, um, but I do feel like we need to have uh, special honors. Um, so you know, I, I would love to see Black History Month focus more on um, ways to honor our community, and also um, I don't think that they do it in a way that that digs deep into the dynamics of who we really are. I think it stays very surface level. It never really gets too deep. It talks about, you know, some accomplishments, some names to memorize, some things like that. But unless you can begin to intertwine the, um, you know, the story of American descendants of slavery into, um, you know, and interweave that with every milestone that America has hit, then we're not doing it right. Wow, I think you hit so many key components because I it's not, it's watered down when we look at what black history is. You know, we spoke with somebody on CTM Media where she was talking about her teacher explaining black history month to them and how she had all the kids lay down and act like they were on slave shit. She had the kids pretend like they were picking cotton. Um, it, it turned into a mockery and they didn't take the weight of it. And you know, she, just looking at this of what is brought into our children's educational scheme. I see you have on the shirt, black history matters. Um, Lethal, I would love to hear your opinion. I know just even the history, those of you tuning in, I think it's important that we look at Black History Month started out as a week. It didn't start out as a month, it started out as a week. In 1926, it was celebrated as a week. It was something that they put in honor to really honor Frederick Douglass, Abraham Lincoln's birth dates. 1970 is when we became a Black History Month. So if nothing else, just celebrating how this has changed the scope. And now we're here saying, what is Black History Month? Does it matter? Should we celebrate it? And how should we celebrate it? Lethal, I would love to hear your opinion on that, which your Black History Matters. What's up, Shay? Um, so I wear and I'm wearing this shirt, Black History Matters, as a way of honoring the good Dr. Carter G. Woodson, who ended up dying broke, trying to bring awareness to our people about our contribution, not to American history, but America's history. You understand what I'm saying? American history is a subject in school. America's history is that unadulterated, real raw shit you learn. Just from the color of our skin, we, we learn it, right? So 
I think that I agree. I agree. Um, every day, every single day, right? Uh, just out of respect. See, we love to talk about respect for our elders, right? And respect for the sacrifices. And, and so we should go vote because people died so that we could vote. Well, motherfuckers died and went broke and whatnot trying to get our asses educated too. You understand what I'm saying? That's good. And so we need to honor that. And it needs to be every single day. And if every single day you're not learning something, I'm gonna give you a quick example. I'm gonna give you a quick example right now. When I say the boss in American history, who do y'all think of? The boss. Who's the boss? I mean, unfortunately, that'd be like the slave master or Bruce Springsteen, perhaps. Okay, stop right there. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> but guess who I'm really talking about? I'm talking about Diana Ross. Oh, the I'm talking, Diana Ross? I'm talking about Diana Ross. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Her album titled The Boss. But here's a piece of black history we don't know. Did you know that her older sister is the first black woman dean of a medical institution in America? You didn't know that. And this is what I'm talking about when I say we need to learn bits and pieces every single day, right? It's ridiculous to think that we can take 28, maybe 29 days, depending on whether it's a leap year or not, right? and cram everything we need to know into one month and then we go back to learning some bullshit. you understand what i'm saying and oh yeah in that month you're only gonna learn about malcolm no not even malcolm you're gonna learn about martin frederick maybe some other body uh -huh. else. harriet Rosa, harriet and who else yes right as if that's all we are you understand what i'm saying and that's what I'm talking about. The brother minister Malcolm X said that only a fool will allow his enemy to educate his children. But our problem is we don't think that we're living amongst our enemies. We don't think that the adversarial nature of the dominant white majority here in America is actually our enemy, our adversary, our competitors. You see what I'm saying? And when we, long as we have that mentality, we are being very, very disrespectful to those individuals we love to cherry pick and say did ABC and XYZ for our uh, 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 position in the world today. Ooh, that's good. You know, I think that there's so many things I love people saying in the chat. Keep chatting us up. And then while you're chatting us up, do me a favor, ring the bell, keep supporting independent media, share this with someone who hasn't tuned in the seven generations back because we have these conversations for the community. So go ahead. Go ahead, super chat us up. We appreciate the love. You know, all year long, we're inundated with images of, of Black people being murdered, incarcerated, struggling, discriminatory stereotypes, all these things that are happening. Uh, when we look at Black History Month, what should we be looking at, Theo? What should we be taking a look at? Because we know what we look at every single day when it comes to Black people. We need to be looking at the fact that the reason we have this is because America is ahistorical. America doesn't like its history. And especially doesn't like the history involving his treatment of black people and the greatness of black people because they don't want to face their past. And so I understand the debate around black history. Black History Month will become obsolete 
when America faces this history and teaches this history in totality. Before then, you need Black History Month. And here's why. Don't tempt this beast with amnesia because that motherfucker will take it. He'll Ooh. take the chance to never talk about your black ass, to never mention your black ass, to never deal with your black ass at all, right? So as somebody on the college lecture circuit, on, 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 on the college lecture circuit, we call this Black Artist Employment Month, okay? Y'all niggas supposed to make enough money in February to last you throughout the year, especially April when the tax man come up, all right? So, Period, this is all right, you get in February. Right? They can't call. So, like, literally between Dr. King Day and February 28th, <laughs> Theo Wilson goes in the black most times, right? But here's the thing. Let me tell you something. Last year, during this time, I was in Idaho. That's right, motherfuckers. Idaho. I was in Idaho, right? And... I'm walking with, no, 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 it was one of the other eyes. I was in Indiana. The eye is always messing up. Idaho, Iowa, and Indiana. I get them mixed up all the time. I was in Indiana, right? And I'm walking with the black man who invited me. We're carrying what will be signs for our black history display. And a white guy in a MAGA truck almost runs us over. He almost literally ran us over last year. They still struggle with it. And that was his probably only time where he had to deal with black history at all. America wants to forget about you on every single month. And unfortunately, because America be so fucking ignorant, willfully, that the only way to talk about our history is when they have to. I'll take this opportunity to talk about us, to make you face it at least 28 days out of the month, because if he has his way, it'll be zero days out of the year. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Oh, I'll tell you why I care. And the reason well, I care is because those white kids who go out there without any sense of black history have no idea what they're dealing with, their own internalized anti-blackness and bias, and they get in institutions, they become governors, judges, police chiefs, mayors, governors, and whatnot, and systemic racism is when unconscious bias gets mechanized. So if they never had the opportunity to deal with race, it's going to affect that black kid who gets pulled over. It's going to affect that black person, whatever, that has to deal with their power getting cut off, has to deal with real estate discrimination, you name it. Until we separate yeah, I, from white folks, until we separate from white folks, fine. You don't want to deal with them and you don't want to fuck but, with I mean, them. But, right, I mean, but until then, I, I, I'm in agreement with that because I feel like I'm in agreement with that because I feel like when we when we are looking at white folks who there's a significant amount of white folks who really don't even understand their own biases right and what you recognize is that they're so misinformed and they're so uneducated and when you really start going back into a lot of the movements that have taken place the first thing that the government did was hit them with more misinformation just so that they could not rally around or rally together with black folks in support of their own best efforts. So their own miseducation causes them to continuously vote and, and do things that are in their uh, disinterest. And the driver of that is their superiority or their perceived superiority to blackness. And all of that is propaganda and it's all taught through the system. And so, you know, like, I mean, will that change considering the system is still the one teaching them? I don't know. But I do think they need to be educated. Like there's a there's a mentality and a, and an idea of 
meritocracy and entitlement that is completely unearned and they don't even know it's unearned like they can't even fathom what that looks like and so i you know there are people that are definitely moving some streams and pushing some things around but the vast majority of them are sheep and they don't even know it i'm not about wasting my time effort and energy trying to educate people who don't give a fuck about people i don't feel like we have to waste our time and effort and energy i'm saying it still needs to be done by who? I gotta hear I from my guy. Wait, wait, wait. Our energy has I gotta hear from my guy. So, so are we? Are you celebrating Black History? Are we celebrating it? Should we be celebrating? Are we celebrating it the wrong way? Is it for us? Is it for them so they can learn about the history? What's going on, brother? So, the way that I I think it's being done incorrectly, uh, and then I I will weigh in on Jason and and Lethal's point. I think it's being celebrated incorrectly. I think that we should celebrate it the way the Jews would celebrate it if they had a month. I think it should be focused on our Holocaust. It should be focused on our Ma'afa so that it would lend credence to our call for reparations or our, our, our justification for reparations. I don't think we necessarily should, we should not be lending to find out a, the bill Billion and one facts that exist about black people. Pull over, man. Pull over and stop somewhere. Yeah, because you're saying something good, but you're cutting out. Yeah. Pull over and, pull over and stop somewhere, H. Right. So. so Did he pull? Wait, did he pull over? I don't know. I feel like he was well, coming back right in that moment. While we're waiting for our brother to come back, Jace, I would love for you to keep extending on your point because I know he wanted to weigh in on that anyway. So go ahead with that. I mean, I just, I guess ultimately what I was saying is I, I am in agreement with Theo that it needs to be taught. I don't feel like we have to be the ones to teach it, but I do think that we should be the ones leading those discussions and informing how it should be taught, right? Because every time we leave it up to uh, the dominant society to tell our story, they don't tell it right. So I feel like, I do feel like we need to be, you know, uh, we need to be the ones informing what that looks like. But also I, I am in agreement fully with Theo that it needs to be taught because I have, that is something that I have for sure seen and noticed is, the amount of misinformation that white America has is really detrimental in, in the way that we are able to move the needle forward. And where I think H was going with that, um, where, what I think he was, you know, getting ready to say is 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 uh, around that concept of, um, you know, needing to have that information out there or needing to come from a lens that proves our case around uh, equity and reparations and the things that we've contributed. Whereas we've turned this into a celebration of our resilience and our excellence. Uh, you know, his point around what I think his point was around the Jews was that the Jews turn it into a constant reminder of how you treated us and how we'll never be treated that way again. And so we have, you know, maybe we have a misfocus here. I, you know, I, I have not thought of it in that sense and I'm going to marinate on that. I think, I think there's so many good points of that. And I really would love H. So to come back so I can hear where he was going with this so he can chime in on that. Um, and I'm like, okay. So as we're, as we're looking at that and the accountability right now, I think we have to look at the accountability piece. We've been looking at a lot of things that are going on right now today in the United States that are not necessarily history, 
but they are right now. Um, when you think about that, I'm sorry, excuse me. Yeah. Think about Ahmad Arbery, Elijah McClain, the lack of accountability from the white, the white supremacist. How does that play into right now? How are we supposed to be okay as, as a black culture? Um, we're watching, you know, the siege of the Capitol, what happened to them versus what happened to us when we were marching because our brothers and sisters were being killed. What is our, you know, what do we do now? Look, we spend a lot of time focusing on what the hell the dominant white majority is either doing or not doing. Where has it gotten us? You understand what I'm saying? We spend not enough time focusing in on ourselves and what we need to do and how we need to conduct ourselves and how we need to come together and how we need to practice group economics and group politics and on and on and on in the steps according with Dr. Claude Anderson. I'm just not about, I don't give a fuck what they do. Long as they ain't walking up on me trying to shoot me, we good. Do what the fuck you want to do. You understand what I'm saying? Because whether we like it or not, race is about competition. And we so busy worrying about what our competitors are doing, we're not competing ourselves. But that's the essence of competition. You have to know what your competitors doing. Know what they're doing. I didn't say don't know what they're doing. I said we spend too much time focusing on what they're doing. There's a difference. Carl Lewis didn't give a fuck about what nobody else was doing. Carl Lewis trained and trained and trained and bust his ass. Michael Johnson trained and trained and trained and bust his ass. Michael Jordan trained and trained and bust his ass. LeBron James trained and trains and trains and busts his ass. Yes, he is aware of his competitors, but he ain't letting what the fuck his competitors do stop him from doing what he need to do. And we spend too much time talking about and focusing on what they are doing instead of how we need to defeat what they are doing and focusing internally on ourselves. It's you have always- to You have to know what they're doing. Boogeyman. Like, the boogeyman ain't going nowhere, Theo. The boogeyman ain't going nowhere. The boogeyman's here. The boogeyman's been here our whole existence. Boogeyman ain't going nowhere. It ain't going nowhere. I'm, Stop spending I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Um, for, I feel like we absolutely have to have a focus. And, and I feel like this is just the plight of being black. Like, I think we have to have a dual focus because we're in a system that is so vast and so massive that if we look back over, you know, over, uh, throughout history, um, we have been victim of them making so many moves that we are not aware of and it's cost us time and time again. And so on the one hand, we're not engaged enough in what they're doing. Um, and also we need to focus in on what we're doing in order for us to move forward. And I think that we're going to have to keep that, uh, you know, that dual uh, approach moving forward. And what I think happens with us is that we're often very times distracted by mostly entertainment and a lot of fluff, right? And so we're we're not we're both not focused on us and we're also not focused on what they're doing. But they're doing so much around that affects literally every facet of our everyday life and we're not engaged enough to keep them on track and keep them on focus. We're very easily distracted. And I would also piggyback on that saying you got to start exactly where you are, your last paycheck and what the fuck you put in your mouth. Had it not been for integration into the military, where would your last paycheck have come from? I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna say it right there. Had it not been for my grandfather in the Tuskegee Airmen, you know what I'm saying? Like had it not been for those who fought for integration to for us to be able to talk shit about integration. 
publicly in a, in front of white people without getting lynched. The shit that we are saying right now would have got us killed 60 years ago, period. And we take that shit for granted. And we don't like to talk about that shit because we don't want to seem like grateful, happy, singing, dancing niggers. But the fact is, is that we made progress in a certain way based on what was checkmated away from us. We should have gone for aggregation. I'm not going to front. We should have gone for compiling our wealth and our resources. The issue is that we tried that first because segregation made us try aggregation and that shit got bombed, burned and lynched out of us, period. Who was the target for freaking assassinations? But leaders and black business owners. So we did integration because we actually got scarred out of doing the shit that was due for self. You feel me? Including Black Panther, in including the defending ourselves. Now, what I'm saying to you is this. If you don't want to fuck with people, there are white people, there are 54 African nations that your money will go very far in. 54, period. And here's why, it's, right, 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 right. So, mo, right, I knew that was gonna be a reaction. Cause most of the time when I say this, it's fought and died, fought and died, niggas be fought and died. Okay, fine, fine, that's what's up. Niggas fought and died, fought and died, now we're here. And you're not going to look at what the fuck white folks are doing because you don't want to get away from them. You have to accept both sides of your argument. You have to accept both sides of your decision. If you're not going to move away to the 54 African nations or join one of the black ones in the Caribbean or South America, then you have to figure out what the fuck the landscape is here. Well, what I, found is that even, I, I think that here is is probably to a certain extent, a lot of extents worse. But I was all I was really saying was that those countries also struggle with issues of white supremacy and colonialism. Yeah, I mean, they do. Yeah, it's right. Well, the variables are different. You can't act like they're not. I'm sorry. The variables are different. True. On a colonial level, on an economic level, yes, they're still dealing with the strings of post-colonial whatever, including co collaborators and shit, but we're dealing with that here. But if you look at who won the military conflicts against Europeans, the thing that we had consistently, whether it's Ethiopia or Haiti, it was a numerical supermajority to overcome the technological advantage, period. That's what happened. And is there a place where black people don't struggle? I see you guys chiming in the chat. Keep, keep chatting us, super chat us up, share this out. We appreciate the engagement. People are wondering, is there a place that black people don't struggle? Is there a place that is for us? Is there a place where we don't feel like we have to assimilate? What kind of where do we go? What do we do? Because in every place there is a devil. And now our guy ate so is back so he can tell us his perspective about black history. So as I, as I was saying, um, so I think that we should do Black History Month. I think we're doing it incorrectly. I think right now we're doing it in, to, to assuage a bruised Black ego instead of doing it for political purposes, which is the only reason why we should be really engaged in it, is, which is to serve us. And I mean it in this sense. If we do it, we should do it the way the Jews would do it if Jews had a month. If Jews had a month, a month. You say what? They do have a month. Which month is that? May. April. Look at oh, April. It's, it's a month. And listen, and listen, they have a month and wouldn't even fucking know about it. They have a month and wouldn't even know about it. And guess what? They got political power. The fuck are we talking about? Come on. Let's get our own shit together and I'm get out what we need to do. I'm in agreement. I'm fuck the dominant white majority. Fuck them. Well, here's the thing. We can't just say fuck them. And this is the from the perspective of waiting on them to give us something. Yeah. Fuck them and giving us something. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Take our shit. The fuck are we talking about? So this, this, 
this, this is I the point that I think I've heard what Theo is saying, and this is the the part that I agree with with Theo on this. As long as we're living amongst them, as long as we are in their backyard numerically, not historically, not spiritually, right? This is indigenous land. I'm, I, I submit to that. I'm saying as long as we have the numerical majority, we have to send out messages. I will put it in lethal speak, so to speak. We have to educate them so that we don't have to eliminate them through the bullet. Meaning that the more of them that we can neutralize through any type of education, the more of them that we can humanize through any type of education, the less of them that we will have to euthanize. And mm. I and I'm and, and that's I, I'm speaking in war terms, right? Because I want my man Lethal to feel what I'm saying. This is a pure, if we looked at it as a as a pure um military campaign. Yes, as a military campaign. I say, let's take over the radio station. Let's play 365, Beyonce, Black Poets, all that shit, blasting out till the- Hearts and minds, my nigga. That's all. Hearts and minds. That's all. And like- Before I stop, let me just say this, because I realize how that may sound. I am not advocating for the euthanization of all white people. That is not what I say. <laughs> Thank you for coming out. Again, this, this conversation is for mature audiences only. Go ahead and share it with some mature friends, y'all. I meant that from a military standpoint as far as euthanizing white supremacy. That's what I mean. Not white people, but euthanizing white supremacy. And if we can do that through radio, TV, you know, dance, whatever way that we could do that, we should consider that an act of war. We should consider that a war strategy. Because let's be clear, and this is to Theo's point, when we went over to Baghdad, we didn't hit the military operations first. That's not the first place that we go to. The first place we go to is the motherfucking radio station, right? Because we have to cut communications. And if we can cut off communications from the white bullshit that they're hearing, from the Fox News, from all that other bullshit, it is up to us and we have to do that from a military standpoint. But I am so with Lethal when he talks about what the fuck do we look like sitting around waiting for them to do for us something for us? And the fact that Jews have a month and we no, 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 no. So, so Jews have two, two months. Two months, apparently. They got April and May. They stretched out. I was not aware. And we don't have to be because guess what? Every year Hollywood pumps out five, six, seven Holocaust movies. Every year. Cause you gonna remember they shit. You gonna so, remember so, they shit. So Sister Nadira, if, if I'm pronouncing the sister's name right, is capitalism our problem or our ally? It is our problem right now, and it could be our ally if we got our shit together. Yeah. That's a good one. I think as we're going into that, we have to look at black capital in America profiting off of black bodies um, over and over again. What does this look like? Is this our problem? How do we fit into this scheme? We know we talked about reparations. I don't think it's coming anytime soon, personally. However, what are, what are your opinions on that in the profiting of black bodies, black products, black everything? 
We we have to understand that capitalism is what put us on this ship, um, and it is what it is, right? And before that, the you know, in I'm I'm talking, I'm taking the base right from Clyde Anderson's book. You talk about mercantilism was the way of commerce before the transatlantic slave trade. Then you have the advent of large scale capitalism. People and, and even Hollywood has failed us in this this respect. When they talk about slavery, it looks like some weird fetish some crazy white folks in the South have. They don't ever show it as the industrial complex that it was. The system of barter, leverage, credit, financing. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking, it was a mill, nigga. It was a factory farm of Negroes. It was a concentration camp. It was a work camp. It was a death camp, right? So the half that's never been told goes into that fully. I love that part. Um, and so I'm also with soul on this one. And it, it, it has to be talked about in terms of uh, leveraging it for what we are duly owed in this place. And what's in and what's in the way of us getting what we're owed, right? So let's examine the battlefield. What is our opposition? Our opposition is what I call just a fog of white nonsense. It's a fog of propaganda. It's like this freaking web of fuckery, right? When you talk about what happened to black people and the fact that they don't know and shit, we basically don't know about the full extent about how damaging the shit was to us. That's on purpose. Black History Month and what we talk about is the only time on the fucking calendar we are designated to clear the fog for even one twelfth of the goddamn year. Now, like I said, black history will be obsolete when the full totality of American history is taught 12 months a year. And we need to fight for that during the month of the year we got. So that's what it is. But there's a web of white fog nonsense fuckery. It's like a spell, right? And there's certain shit that keeps drip feeding it into place. This is our opportunity to break that shit because when you look at reparations cases that have ever been paid out on, on the basis of all of their payment, you can talk about whether, but if you look at the ones that were paid, there's no question that we are owed times 30. You see what I'm saying? And so, and the fact that we don't have what we are owed is contributing to many systemic issues that we keep falling into, including black on black crime, right? Which are crimes of poverty. So we need to take this. So I do agree with Soul on that one. Take this opportunity. What my man said, take this opportunity to talk about what we need to talk about in order to leverage that. And that does include winning hearts and minds of folks who don't look like us. Absolutely. I think the more we talk to you two, we realize that they need to hear about these old stories. They need to know the next generation is waiting to hear the truth. And so it has to come from us. We have to start instilling them what our people have went through so they can understand where we are at today and where we're still trying to go. Um, we got somebody in the comments, Mr. Gene Fashaw said, can y'all talk about the 14th Amendment? Yeah, isn't that the one based on a corporate personhood that was originally supposed to be us? Like it was like 13th, 14th, 15th. Uh, those, the, the, those amendments back to back. But if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, um, the 14th was supposed to give us personhood to a certain extent and it's one the corporations exploit to give themselves personhood so that's my extent of my understanding of it i'm sure there's a whole lot that i'm missing yeah i was like you want to be more specific what do you want to talk about the 14th amendment <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. a show called reconstruction amendment um prohibited that the states from depriving any person of life liberty or the uh or property without due process of law and so it's denied anyone within uh, a state's jurisdiction equal protection under the law. We know we don't have under that law. We know that wasn't us. So the depriving any person of life, liberty, or property without the due process of law 
Well, what I mean, during the time when that came about, what was really taking place was they wanted to they wanted to reunite the North and the South more than they cared about fighting for equality for black people at that time, right? So we walk off the plantation and there was entire campaigns that were dedicated to getting us land, giving us access um, and what that looked like. And the South was having a, a fit. And there were also people in the North having a fit. And so, you know, Abraham Lincoln doesn't get credit for being, uh, you know, the abolitionist that they try to give him credit for. He's a capitalist. But also in that time, part of his capital campaign was how to remove free labor from the South in order to, you know, help even that situation out. So when he was killed, who took over for him? Reversed all the stuff that they were working on, and stripped away the rights of the 14th Amendment and pretty much distributed power back to the states. And What's then back from the South and said, y'all do what y'all want to do. It was Johnson, Johnson Jackson. It was Johnson. Johnson not, yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnson, but you know, so they reversed all of that and pretty much walked away and said, yep. okay, well, this is law now. Technically, they're free. Yep. But if you want to look at how all the black codes came about and so on and so forth, and that ushering in of Jim Crow, all of that was stripping away of the 14th Amendment. So, I mean, it doesn't really have any power. It's states' rights. I don't know what we're. Somebody confirmed it was Andrew Johnson. It was Andrew Johnson. I like that confirmation. I know we're getting close to the wrap up. This is a conversation I think we can keep going. And next Tuesday, will it still be Black History Month? Because it's a short month. It won't. No, no, no. Where are we at? This month is on Sunday, right? Yeah, it's one thing. Go ahead, Lethal. No, I just said, I think this month ends Sunday. It does. He's right. Yeah. Um, What were you about to say, Shay J? I was saying, as we're getting to this space where I think it's getting time for our mindset moment, I'm looking for this mindset shift in this mindset moment. We've been dropping a lot of gems and jewels, a lot of different perspectives. Um, somebody said, hi, brother. <laughs> so a lot of different perspectives. But despite all this, I believe that it's Black History Month and we have to talk about it. We're seven generations black for a reason. We're looking at what this looks like in a seven generational lens. We got to talk about now. What does this look like for a mindset shift when we look at how we celebrate black history? How do we show up for black history? How do we celebrate our excellence? Um, without worrying about the other side of what they're doing. How do we show up? I'm going to start this mindset moment and this shift with my guy, H. Soul. Hold up, Shay. Hold up, Shay. What up, what up, sis? Lucy Pearl. What's up? Go ahead. That's my baby sister. Go ahead. What's up, baby sis? Hey, girl. Um, so, mindset moment around this. Again, uh, I, I really understand and agree with both my brothers, Lethal and 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 uh, Theo, on on the Theo, Theo, Theo. I know, I know. Um, in, in in that, I think it's important that we that we don't rely upon what others are doing in order to uh, help us with our own self image and what we think of ourselves and things of that nature. I think, uh, I, I think. I think that the, as Black history stands right now, it's mostly masturbatory in that it's just for our own self-gratification, but leaves us empty after we're finished, right? And so, yeah, Jace, write that down. I see you, I see you pondering. I, I, I feel like, wait, I'm sorry, it's, okay. 
I've heard that. I'm not sure if everybody else heard that, but I heard that. That's an interesting. No masturbation. Okay. I don't know what's on today. I'm not. No way. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who's getting the worst. Okay. All right. What is your mindset moment shift, my guy Lethal? Black History Matters. You wear the shirt, you live the life, and you do this 365. How do we start now shifting for seven generations of culture so we're not sitting in the same spot seven years from now having the same conversation or our kids, kids, kids are having the same conversation? Does Black History Matter? Is our month enough? What is our mindset moment shift? We can't cherry pick what history about us matters to us. Either it's all going to have a value to us or none of it. Because this cherry picking that we're doing creates, in my opinion, uh, a culture and an environment and an atmosphere for division. Because we cherry pick what we want to focus on. We cherry pick what we want to care about, right? At the end of the day, it is not up to someone else to educate our children our community. At the end of the day, it is up to us. We have to live in accordance with the words that we say. And if we're going to say in 2020 and 2021 or 2022, whenever four years come around or whatever, some goddamn national election comes around and whatnot, we are disrespecting the sacrifices made by the ancestors if we don't go out and participate in this blah, 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 boom. There's more to our history than that. There's way more to our history than that, right? And I don't think that Theo and I are in opposition of each other because there's always two sides to every coin. You understand what I'm saying? And both can exist at the same time. Perfect example is Malcolm and Martin. Part of the reason why the white dominant society decided they wanted to deal with Malcolm, I mean, Martin was because Malcolm said, I don't turn the other cheek. Mm -hmm. And if you keep fucking with the good reverend, then you got to deal with me. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And we have right. this tendency to run away from standing the fuck up for ourselves. Stand your ground. Yeah. It, it, is, it, is, it is our unalienable right to fucking live, to breathe, to have life. Defend your shit. And again, if you ain't about defending your shit, you ain't the descendant of a king or a queen. I love it. Thank you for that, Letho. My God, Theo E.J. Wilson, um, I would love to know from a seven-generational lens, where do we go now? Black History Month. We know we're not going to stop celebrating after February. We're not going to stop acknowledging after February. But how do we prepare our next generations to be in a different position? Seven generational lens. Well, Belonga, you, uh, she used to say, a tree cannot stand without roots. And the roots is understanding your history. Carter G. Woodson did this shit for us. Let us remember that. Let us remember that there was a lot of black kids who are in integrated white schools whose parents are so busy that if there's no Black History Month, they actually won't learn that shit at school either. You see what I'm saying? Like, we have to be realistic about what it is that we, but we have to know where we are, right? Ideally, and I've said plenty of times, 
The embodiment of my political ideology ultimately is black nationalism. It's very simple. Like uh, the cure to institutional racism is owning and controlling the institution. And a collection of institutions is in fact a nation. Therefore, the solution to institutional racism is actually black nationalism. It's very simple, right? We've had this right before. And it stops being, it, it, it literally is militarily stopped in its tracks with bullets and fucking in, in intel and shit. Like that's what stopped black nationalism. Like Fred Hampton didn't kill himself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Malcolm didn't kill himself, right? Garvey didn't deport himself. Like this shit was all by force, right? And so we have to understand where we actually are. Sankofa says, look from where you came from to understand where you are and where you're going. But you got to know where you are. We, we know where we want to go. We're trying to figure out where we've been, but let's look at where we are. And Black history is there to inform us of that. And we should practice it with our people all 12 months of the year. If this is the part of the year, white folks is like, okay, we'll freaking suffer through it and listen to how we lynched you. Use that. Use it. Use it to expand the conversation. Whenever I speak at universities, people ask me, well, what history books should we be teaching from? And I always say Howard Zinn's The People's History of America, uh, the United States. It goes, he pulls from black authors all over the place to complete the part about black history and then Irish and, and, and Native American and labor and freaking wars and insurrection. He talks about all of that shit, right? But the black history is there to complete the historical picture of America and America don't want that shit completed. Therefore, we need black history. Salute, brother. Okay, sorry. Now, my girl, Jace Johnson, you started this conversation. First, I need y'all to go to shopbbi.com. Get your manifest, that shit. Get your black excellency tea. Get your black hats. One thing I know is you should be building black, supporting black, and all while we are promoting blackness right here at CTM Media. Jace, from the seven generational lens, what is your mindset moment of how we now recognize Black History Month, what should we be doing and how do we make sure it's better for our kids? Yeah, I've been thinking about that while listening to everyone. And um, I still feel like, I don't feel like I have a strong answer to that. My mindset moment says that we're still living our history. I mean, the more that I dig into the history, it's like you can read something that happened 200 years ago and be like, damn, that shit is happening right the fuck right now. The same shit like almost directly the amount of money that is made off the black community, the amount of disparities that exist, the amount of lack of wealth that is not, um, you know, uh, being generated and created the amount of propaganda, the amount of black faces that they put in front of people in order to sell something to the black people in order to get our compliance in order to get our support. I mean, it goes on and on and on when I say that this, same stuff is happening over and over and over again. And so when I'm reading our history and I'm reading our current headlines, I feel like we are living in a more comfortable, a socially comfortable time. So now I can be discriminated against quietly. You might not say nigger to my face, but all of the systems and actions that uh, are taking place on a day-to-day -day basis are still encompassing that same spirit of being less than being three-fifths of a person not having any rights not having any agency not having any leverage and so yeah we need to know our history 
because it's still happening. And I think what 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 I see circling cycling around is it's like we're learning it and seeing it for the first time and not recognizing this shit has already happened to us two and three and four and ten times over already. Mm-hmm. And so we keep moving forward without knowing it's already happened to be able to look at what's happening right now and say, oh, when is going to be when is it going to be enough? And I think we struggle to say when enough is enough because we think we're walking into a new space and we just don't know that we're on repeat. We didn't been around this block already. Already a new decade, a new year, a new century. Same shit. I literally am reading history right now as I prepare for Black Capital. I want to throw that out there. Y'all know Black Capital is coming in April. Um, where we're going to talk about our history of accessing capital in this country. But as I'm continuing to dig into black capital, the same stuff that was going on in the 1800s, the 1800s, as much as we keep trying to talk about how removed slavery is, I'm literally reading stories and saying that's happening right now. So we're still excellent, living. Excellent point. Excellent. Big shout out to our sis Nadira for super chatting us up. That's what it looks like to support independent black media. You're right. We got to know where we come from to know where we're going. I don't know what side of the conversation you guys sit on out there in our audience, but I definitely know we have a reason to celebrate. We have a reason to uplift each other. And 11 months of neglect of our history simply is not acceptable. So let's make sure that we are changing the narrative. We're challenging the narrative. We're creating the narrative and we're cultivating the narrative because we have that power. Let's keep coming together as a culture because together we can do so much. No one is coming to save us, y'all. So we got to do it right here together. Make sure you tune in every Tuesday for this togetherness of Seven Generation Black where you can hear unbossed perspectives right here with my people. No? We're on a break. Huh? We're on break next week. I mean, every Tuesday except for next week, because I'm gonna have some reruns playing for the people who didn't catch the mother shows. Every Tuesday except for the reruns, I'm about to have for y'all playing, because I know you haven't watched all four seasons. But so come on and get you some more Seven Generations Black. Come get your mind right and come rock with us, y'all. We appreciate you rocking with us for four seasons strong. This is amazing to have this amazing team with these dope perspectives. Keep coming. Visit us over at CTM Media. Subscribe, like, share. Until next time, peace and love, family. Hustle, hustle hard for your seven generations black. Yeah.